0: Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Alesto After Hours, the show where we get to go beyond the 600-word living in the paper and discuss what's happening on our campus and in the world. I'm your host, Erica Green, and today I'm joined by two
1: Alesto staff members who all to introduce themselves.
2: Hi, I'm Ryan Berry. I'm the managing editor this semester.
1: And I'm Jennifer Geckner, the lifestyles editor this semester. Well, welcome,
0: everybody. This is season two. That's just wild to say season two. We are here. We've made it. Look at that. So, how was y'all's summer? I know DeLesto is uh going through some changes, you know, to say the least. We've, we've lost a few soldiers, but that's okay. We're gaining new ones, hopefully, in the next few weeks. So, I know, Jennifer, you, you switch roles, yes, right? Yes, that's
1: why it took me a minute. Yeah. I used to be copy edit- editor, so now I'm a section editor.
0: That's like a promotion, right? Yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> we like promotions around here. Okay, cool, bet. And Ryan, welcome back.
2: Yeah, I've done about everything around here. Uh, I've copy edited. I was editor-in-chief for like a year and a half. Um, But I'm back. It's good to be back.
0: Okay, nice, nice, nice. And yes, I am here. I'm still the podcast host slash producer. You know, took the summer off. You know, worked, had an internship, all that stuff. But now I am back, and we're ready to go. So, our first story is going to be talking about this sexy starbucks that we have got now so starbucks was closed this whole summer basically so if you were here over the summer and you wanted some starbucks on campus you were out of luck because starbucks was going through renovations so in the article it says earlier this summer siu's campus starbucks closed for renovations besides the interior there have been some changes to outdoor seating the menu and more it is open 7am to 5pm for the first week of school and it will resume regular business hours next week. That sucks man because I first of all most of the time I want Starbucks is after 5pm so I was really sad cuz I didn't know that at first. So I was really sad to see that like the lights were off and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Look, they sent out a text saying they were only open till 5. If you didn't read it, that's on you. I didn't get the text. You, you should sign get... up
0: for the text. Oh, uh, well, yeah, probably. That would probably help. That probably help. So, um, the paper also talks about how, you know, since Starbucks was closed, Caldys, like, took the slack, or, like, kind of picked up the slack. So, um it said qualities was expected to pick up a lot of business from Starbucks uh, closure going so far as to extend their hours. However, students continued to wait for Starbucks to reopen as questions over what the renovations would entail continued. And then... So, it also goes into detail about, like, how Caldi's has stayed open and what they've done to help Starbucks out. So, do y'all drink Caldi's? Do y'all like Caldi's coffee?
2: All the time. Well, I don't—so, I don't drink a lot of coffee or really any coffee at all. Mm -hmm. But I'll drink a chai or I'll get tea, and I think their tea is better. Really? Yeah.
0: Jennifer, do you like Caldi's? Do you drink Caldi's?
1: Yeah, I go—I kind of switch between that and Starbucks, so I'm good with either, honestly. See,
0: (sighs) this is my thing with Caldi's, right? I feel like somebody who knows coffee like that and who's, like, bougie in that way, like, they know... You know what I mean? Coffee is the place for you. But, like, I just always feel so stupid going to coffee because I don't know what anything is. Like, at least Starbucks is like, okay, caramel macchiato or... A good, like, their menu is very, like, basic. Like, I know what I'm ordering. I know what I'm getting when I see the menu. Like, coffee is like... So like I don't like cafe ole, like what what is that? What is that? Like you know what I mean? Like Callies is for the people who, you know, know their coffee, the bougie people, the hipsters maybe, if you will. But I don't know. It's good though. I just can't order anything.
2: I mean, I feel like if you know your order, though, like your basic coffee drink order, you can just give that to any coffee shop in the world and they can make that for you. Uh,
0: I Unless guess. Unless so. you're trying to
2: get some fancy stuff that is like Starbucks branding, in which case, hey, more power to you, but they might not have that or you'll have to figure it out what it is on the menu.
0: Yeah, well, I just, well, I don't know. I just assume that if it's not on the menu, they don't have it. So, like, usually, like, there's no caramel Macchiato on Caldi's menu, so I just assume they don't have it. Or, like, there's no, like, latte. Like, it says latte, but, like, that's it like it's not like a caramel latte or vanilla latte you know what I'm saying so Caudi's is good like I've when I've tried to maneuver and I've you know braved the menu like what I've had is good I will say uh, Caudi's coffee is like a I don't want to say like it's stronger a little bit to me like it's bolder you can kind of taste the coffee whereas it's like I don't want to say sugary, but Starbucks is a little, you know, a little bit more watered down. Just
2: a I don't think bit. it's watered down. I think that they're just throwing, you know, sugar and flavors and syrup and all the stuff that people want. want. Yeah. yeah. All over their drinks, and it's why they're so popular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that when I go to Collie's, I usually just get like regular coffee, like I don't try to get anything fancy there. Yeah, and I kind of save that for when I go to Starbucks. I was gonna to say
0: you try. You Frappes. can experiment. You can experiment at Starbucks, but if you exper- experiment at coffee, you might get your feelings hurt. Like I don't know, be, They could have something like that's totally off from what you thought you were gonna get. So I don't know. But continuing the paper, it says that um, basically the reason why um, Starbucks was renovated is because, according to vice chancellor. Vice Chancellor for Student Affairs, Jeffrey Wable, and he says, by the contract that we have with Starbucks every three to four years, we have to update and renovate the facility. So, which I didn't know. Like, usually, so I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was like, yo, like, there's so many things that need to be updated on campus that they chose to update Starbucks. And I was like, well, they actually kind of have to. But, I mean, that is a good point. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are on campus that could be renovated and all that stuff, and hopefully they get to it. At some point, I know there's a lot of construction around here. So,
2: yeah. You know, I was talking uh, earlier today for another story. Uh, I was talking with the director of dining services. Mm-hmm. And it seems like um, a lot of the named places. So, I don't know if Caldy's is included in this, but Chick fil A also has like things in their contract where they want everything to look new and fresh and sure. with their branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to do that. So, mm-hmm. we're going to be. Other stuff's gonna be put on the back burner or at least like changed around because it's not necessarily even like a money thing. I don't think it's just like you don't want to have too much closed at one time.
0: Yeah, that is also true. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, not for nothing. Starbucks, like I said, Starbucks is sexy right now. It's really pretty. It's very bright, I will say. Like, you know, they had a lot of like low lighting before. This one's like really bright and vibrant. Um, it's bigger. Um, you know, it's more, um, my my friend called it earthy, you know, it has like a earthy wood vibe. They changed like the the furniture and the stools outside to have like more I don't know, chic, sophisticated furniture out there like Starbucks got an upgrade. Okay, Starbucks got a nice little nip tuck and you know, I'm here for it. The only thing that I see a problem with is before they renovated, so the line to get into Starbucks was like here, and then like like where you would pick up your drinks was like on the opposite side. But this time, they made the line and the place where you get your drinks on the same side, so it can get. I feel like it's going to, and it kind of already has been like really congested, so it's even hard to, you know, pinpoint like, are people in line, or are they waiting, or you know what I mean?
2: Well, like the line. In theory it shouldn't be too bad because like they're on the same end of the the building but they're on like their end of that room mm-hmm. but they're on opposite sides of it like so one's on the right and one's on the left yeah we just people need to learn to congregate more to yeah the left people
0: is, don't yeah people just kind of stand wherever and so yeah that's what makes that's what makes it hard to be like are you guys in line are you just waiting because sometimes I thought the line was really long but it really just there're just a lot of people waiting for their drinks so
2: and it's it's probably going to be pretty hard to get through there now. Is the, yeah. the thing that I I was thinking because man, the, you know it you go down about halfway into the room and then you sort of turn to get to the counter um, from the line, and so there's just a small wall of people that you have to walk through anytime you want to go through, which kind of stinks to me because I would always uh, try and just go through there mm-hmm. and save as much time yeah inside as possible on you know hot or cold days
1: yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the only other thing that I could think of was just the fact that people can't really sit down and wait for their orders to get called. You're not going to hear them from that side of the room. So you have to stand and wait for your drinks before you can go sit down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then also one good thing about Starbucks, which I have said this before and they have listened. They now have food at this Starbucks. Yes. I have. And I have not tried it yet. I've never had any of Starbucks food before, but now they have this meal plan. I might as well just get it now. So they have like breakfast sandwiches. And I don't know if they have the lunch sandwiches or not, but I know I've seen the breakfast.
2: I don't know if they have them yet, but I know they're supposed to have them. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure, but I had I had one of the sandwiches today. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I had the bacon, egg, and gouda sandwich.
0: People talk about that one. People say it's 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 fire.
2: It's not like amazing. It's not like the best sandwich I've ever had, but it's like four bucks. It's decent, and it you know it's it's not the biggest portion, but it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to try it. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for that because I feel like this would just be another like food option. Because as a person with a meal plan. You get real tired of this food real quick. So, we can have another food option, any kind of option on campus. I'm always here for that. So, if Starbucks is out here serving up paninis and whatnot, I'm here for paninis. We don't have paninis nowhere else on campus. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I'm really excited for this Starbucks. I'm excited for the changes that are coming, not only to Starbucks, but to our campus. So, I just thought about that. Just had to say that, so... Well, anyway, we're gonna move on to our next story. So, um, this story uh, came from, you know, all of the recent mass shootings that has ha- that happened in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, El Paso, Texas. Um, so, this story basically talks about, um, you know, how people in the SIEB community feel and how what can be done to kind of prevent these things from happening. Here, So I will ask you guys this, you know, with the uh, mass shootings and and everything like that, do you guys um, ever think about or worry that it's ever going to happen to you? Do you ever think about that?
2: You know, I've thought about it uh, plenty, but I'm uh, pretty bleak in my outcome or in my my thoughts about it. It's that, you know, if it happens, that's going to be really unfortunate, but I don't know really as far as prevention what there is to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I'm not gonna just lay down.
0: Sure. And, well, yeah. Like,
2: you know, if something happens here, but I'm not worried about it because I don't know that there's really a way to pinpoint <laughs> if something's gonna happen here or, or like do anything to really stop it ahead of time. Yeah. Because it's not like these people are gonna stop if they're breaking a law. Mm-hmm. Um, So outside of, you know, hoping for stronger gun control laws, there's not a whole lot I can do. So I don't really worry about it in my day to day.
0: Yeah. Jennifer, what about you?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's always something that's kind of in the background just because you hear about it so much or you see it on the news. But I don't know. I feel like SIUE is such a safe campus that whenever I'm here, I don't necessarily worry about it happening, even Mm -hmm. though it's still obviously a possibility no matter where you go
0: yeah um i don't know just because i'm a general reward uh i think about that stuff kind of a lot like not well i won't say a lot but especially when you know a mass shooting happens you know i think to myself like man like you know what i mean it could be it could be anybody like who would think you know those people uh who would think like they were going to walmart probably for like one thing and then you know they may not have made it out you know what i'm saying so you really never know uh, when stuff like this will happen, so I just think about like, like, what would I do? Like, especially it depends on where I am. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know if I worry about it happening to me, but I, I do you know, think it could be a possibility. I think for me, something that I do, and also I think I just do this because, like, being from the city and, like, you you just train from early just to watch your surroundings and all that stuff, I always find myself, like, looking at people wherever I am and not trying to be, like, skeptical, like, oh, he might shoot the place up. Like, I'm not like that, but it's like, okay, like... Who who looks like, you know what I'm saying? Who, who might be a suspect? Also, and I also look at, like, my exits when it, wherever I am. So if I'm in a classroom, like, okay, the door is right there. There's also, like, a closet right there. Like, I don't know. I, I do stuff like that. Like, if I'm somewhere, if I'm at a store... Or if I'm, like, let's say I'm at, like, a club or I'm, you know, because things happen at club. I was at Big Daddy's yesterday. There were, like, two different fights at Big Daddy's. So, you know what I mean? So you have to, you know, I, I at least look at my exits and figure out where can I go. There's a, like, like Big Daddy's exit here. There's, like, a door here. And, like, you go outside. There's a gate that you can go outside there. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely do try to take preventative measures and try to assess the situation even when there may not be a situation but you can never you can never be too safe so you guys kind of touched on this already but do you guys feel safe here on campus
2: I do I mean you know I'm a white guy so I feel mm-hmm. safer than a lot of people a lot of the time I think yeah um like I don't worry if I'm you know I've been drinking and I'm walking around in the city or something mm. for the most part yeah um but I I feel safe here you know there's usually um, I don't think there's a lot of like violence or fights, even between students on campus. No. Nah. Um, I haven't heard of any guns being on campus in the all the time I've been here, which is a while. Mm-hmm. Um. <coughs> and so you know, I don't, I, I never uh, worry about it because I also just don't believe that you c- should worry about things that you can't do Control. anything about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good, Jennifer.
1: You. Yeah, I would agree that I generally feel, like, really safe on campus. I know, like, walking around at night even, like, I never am really concerned about that. And I feel like uh, SAUE prides itself on being, like, a safe campus, so they're willing to mm-hmm. go, like, the extra effort to make people feel safe. Like, doing police escorts if you want one, if you're walking late at night and stuff like that. So I feel like they try to go the extra mile to make sure people feel safe when they're here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree with you guys, and I think um – um I think I think it was the Intelligencer that just put this out. Like SIU is like one of the safest campuses, like and like I guess somebody put out a list or something like that. SIU is like one of the safest campuses, so we are on the list. So it is true. Like I have felt safe, you know. Like uh, like like Jennifer said, walking around uh on campus like late at night, um, walking from the muck to like the the blue lot or whatever, like. Uh, I feel pretty safe, even though, like I said, like, just me being me and just where I'm from, like, I usually walk around, like, if I have music, I'll just put one earbud in, like, that's just, you know, preventative stuff that I've just been doing forever, but I don't do it because I feel like I'm unsafe here, it's just what I've always done, but yeah, I feel generally safe here, you know, like, um, and I also live in Cougar Village as well, and I feel safe there, like, if I'm, if I were to be walking around, like, walking, to the commons from my apartment. Like, I don't really worry about that. And also, SIU is a very well-lit campus. There's always lights. There's always something. So it's not like you just walk around here in the dark. So I do feel safe here. Um, I don't really worry about, uh, you know, a shooting or anything like that because I feel like... SIUE police Us walking around here all the time as you guys know they're always here you always see a car somewhere they're always they're always doing something so uh their presence is very uh known on campus which is good you know what I mean so um speaking of speaking of the police uh going further in the article it talks about uh the training that the SIUE police do so um it says, for a number of years, SIUE police has been doing annual department-wide active shooter training. According to SIUE police chief Kevin Schmoll, they use a different campus building every year and have role players act as victims, hostages, and shooters. In order to make the training as realistic as possible, they use airsoft guns as well. So, it looks like they do training, but do you guys think that there's more that could be done for them? Or do you think, do you think like this is pretty much good enough?
2: You know, it says in the story, you know, that they they offer training to students and faculty and community members, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. But I can't say that I'm the most most well informed person on campus. Uh, but I'm pretty well informed. Uh, you know, I read the paper. I have I follow up on most of the emails and texts that get sent out. And I had no idea that that kind of training was offered. Me neither. So I think that they need to work on some outreach to sort of make people aware of that, at least. I don't even think people need to take it if they don't want to or if they're not worried about it. But I think it, it it's something that people should know they have the option to do.
1: Hmm. I would agree because I hadn't heard about it before either. And it is something that I'd be interested in just for even the experience. So I think that's definitely something that they need to get out there more, that this is something that's available to people. Um, but other than that, I don't know what else they could do. Cause I feel like until you're in that situation, you don't really know what it's like. So they can do all these training and stuff like that. And I think that's excellent, but I don't think there's really much more that they can do to really prepare themselves. If something were to happen.
0: Do you guys feel like this kind of training for students and faculty should be like not anymore in the fact that it should be required?
2: I don't personally, because, um, I mean, I think that they should require you to maybe read something real quick, but I don't, I don't know that this kind of, I don't know how effective I think this kind of training is because you know I've never experienced I haven't done it, Um, but I don't feel that I would have much use for it because I tend to think on my feet and don't freeze up in a fight or flight situation. And I've done training for other jobs also, which I think a lot of people probably have if they've worked any sort of retail or any cor- big corporation. But I, I think that at the very least, they should it should be mandatory for like the university to send something out to make sure that they're seeing it. And maybe they did. Maybe it's just buried in some email and they need to figure out how to market it a little bit better
0: yeah i i thought about this today like you know like in elementary school middle school high school you guys had like drills like fire drills intruder drills you know shooter drills they stopped that in college and i don't know why they did that like i think it's i don't know i don't know why they stopped doing that i think they i think we should have fire drills you know tornado drills shooter drills just like we did when we were in high school and middle school and elementary school. Because, like, we're still in classrooms. That hasn't changed. You know what I mean? And I'm sure, like, if there's a fire or, or a tornado or something, like, yes, you would try to get out of the building or wherever you are. But if you can't, like, you should know, like, the practices and stuff, you know. So, I don't know. I I I I don't know. Because I'm kind of torn because on one hand, if it makes something required it's you know people don't take it as seriously they just see it as something they got to do to sign up for classes or whatever or graduate or whatever but at the same time i feel like maybe we should do it especially with everything that's going on like yes you might be just doing it to you know do whatever else you got to do but at least you know at least it's in the back of your head so so i don't know jennifer what do you think any thoughts
1: I mean, I do agree that like just the drills would maybe be a good idea. Just a random drill for like you said, either tornadoes or even doing like an active shooter training just in the middle of a random week. I don't think I would have a problem with that as far as having like a separate mandatory training session. I don't think that's necessary. I think just putting it out there and letting people know that's an option if they are interested in doing it would be good. But I don't know, I feel like making it mandatory, it's already something that people think about so much that it would just almost create more anxiety about it, I feel like, to a certain extent. I don't know, but that might just be me.
0: Yeah. So to uh, end this story, uh, the uh, in the paper, it, said it gives the possible, sorry, it gives the signs of a possible active shooter. Uh, so one is direct threats. So, uh, you know, this one is the most common and the most obvious. And it says these should never be taken lightly. So authorities should be notified immediately, such as teachers, principals, counselors, parents, um, and even the police. Uh, The second sign is admirations and imitations. So if someone admires a previous shooting through conversation, assignments, or artwork, that should raise a red flag. Uh, Another one is school assignments. So it says that studies have shown that many previous active shooters write about their plans beforehand for school projects. Some may claim that it is purely fiction. However, the teacher should still confront the student. Um, and then the last one is indirect conversations about shootings. So multiple dreams shared aloud comments about quote unquote needed deaths and obsession with guns should be noted and a- addressed. These comics, these comments mixed with angry or aggressive personality, however, should be taken to authorities. So if anybody witnesses anything like that, not trying to assume anything about anybody, you know, they may not be a shooter, but you can never be too safe. So knowing these things uh, is very helpful and, you know, hopefully SIV continues the great work because we've never had anything to my knowledge like this. So, you know, shout out to SIVPD and, you know, keep up the great work and keeping us safe. So the last that we're going to talk about uh, is a very interesting one. And I, I'm, we all have been in this situation. So we all have something to say. So this one is called some guidelines for live, to, for learning to live with roommates. So um, the author of this article gave six uh, guidelines about how to have a peaceful living situation. But first, I'm going to ask everybody, you know, have you had roommates? Were they good? Were they bad? All that stuff.
2: So I lived in Bluff my freshman year and Evergreen my sophomore year, and then off campus after that. Uh, my first year in Bluff was a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> yeah, a nightmare. Cool. I'm I was friends with this person in high school, and I'm friends with them now. But there was a good couple years where we weren't friends anymore, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to see him. Um, I'm typically a messy person, but I try to keep common areas clean. Like, yeah, my room at home is always a mess, or my car is always a mess. But I wasn't gonna make our floor a mess. Okay.
0: Very considerate.
2: And it was like walking through a minefield of trash. Uh, Well not trash always, but clothes or sometimes dishes. It was just everything was strewn about on the floor. And And your roommate did that? My roommate did that. And Eventually I just got tired of it at some point and uh, pushed everything to the halfway mark Mm. and then moved all his dishes that he had left on my desk onto his desk
0: petty uh, but you know it was hey
2: pe- look I did my best. do what you
0: gotta do sometimes you gotta be petty
2: and then after that I just kind of moved uh home since I lived in O'Fallon Illinois it wasn't it was worth the drive you know three times a week when I had classes to uh sleep in a clean room
0: yeah, yeah. Jennifer what about you
1: see I feel like I've lucked out as far as roommates for the most part just because I feel like I'm really easy going so I don't Really have issues with people for the most part, like it's really hard to like irritate me, so mm-hmm. I just kind of let a lot of things go. Um but I know I've had a lot of friends. I've had like big issues with roommates as far as like they would just be like rude or would like make complete messes and wouldn't clean things up. like they would leave used tissues like on the floor Ew. of their bedroom. oh my God. Or just like really gross. We would have
0: we would have to fight after that. I'm sorry, we would have had to fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing my freshman year, um, I got along with my roommate really well. She was gone a lot too on weekends, so I uh, I, yeah, so I had the room to myself a lot, so no issues with her. Um, Our suite mates though were a little less than cleanly in the bathroom though. not too bad as far as, like, we decide to clean. They wouldn't really help us clean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but one time, one of them, like, went out on a run, and it was, like, really wet, like, rainy, muddy day. And she came back, and the whole bathroom was, like, so muddy. And she Ew. just left it. Like, did not clean up. And I was like, well, maybe she's busy. She'll, like, come back and do it later. Did not. So after, like, two days of our floor being, like, completely muddy, I just went ahead and mopped it.
0: No, yeah. Jennifer, you got to let her do that. I would have knocked on her door, be like, so are you going to clean nice, this up? Or? Uh... Nah, nah. Well, for me, I feel like I've lucked out as well. You know, my first year I'm here was a couple years ago um i was a chance trans- i'm a transfer student so uh i came here as a junior and i moved into cougar village the good thing about it though was i lived in the transfer fic fixed uh, fic stands for focus interest community so uh everybody that were in our apartments were a transfer student as well so we all got really close and we all hung out and you know whatever because when you're trans- when you're a transfer student people think you're a freshman even though you're like definitely a junior and it's really awkward so uh the, the- i live with three people three girls my uh first year and for the most part, it was really, really good. The, the only thing that we really, truly fought about at the beginning was the uh temperature of the apartment, which, first of all, I feel like anybody you live with, whether it be a roommate, best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, whatever, that is, like, the first thing y'all got to talk about, okay? before Y'all can talk about bills and finance, but what temperature do you like the apartment, okay? Because... You know, a couple people liked it like 60 and I, I was not having it. I like it like upward, you know, like upward of 70 because I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be cold. And it's people out here that would literally turn on the air and like, you know, like wrap themselves up in blankets. Like, that's stupid. Like, if you're like, why would you do that? I don't know. I, I just think that's dumb.
2: Wait, but, can we just talk about, I don't know if you all saw it going around the thing where it's like the optimal, like energy efficient temperature where it, it's 70, 72 during the day, which is a little warmer than I would like, but it's fine for the most part, and 78 at night. Yes, that I, sounds amazing. No, I yes. want it chilly. I want to be wrapped up See? in a blanket. No, you Only while I'm those. sleeping. Only no, while I'm sleeping.
0: That's dumb. What is, First of all, okay, if you're, you are going to turn the air up and then wrap yourself up, wrap yourself up in a blanket, you might as well just turn the air down and just.
2: Well, it's because I'm hot. So, so the thing is,
0: but then why are you wrapping yourself up in a blanket? Because
2: I'm usually half out of the blanket, anyways. Oh, like my I want it. I want you know, sixty eight's a good temperature. No, Sometimes no. it's sixty five, and That's I'm just too nice cold. And no, 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 no. Just, just like one leg out into I the cold, can't. cooling me. You
1: know, I'm I'm with Ryan on this one. During the day, you got to have it a comfortable temperature where you don't need to be in a blanket. But at night, no, I gotta have it cold. I gotta have it because cold because I, I want to be
2: in a blanket. But I'm, I am a furnace. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't have it at seventy eight. I will die. Okay. I will be dehydrated would by the morning. I wouldn't even say
0: seventy. Okay, so what we end up doing is, so we end up uh, keeping the temperature of the apartment at a seven, at a at a compromisable seventy two at all times. Okay. So that wasn't bad. But honey, they were down there trying to make it 66, 65, and I was not having it. So one day. I got real petty, like like Ryan did, but I got I was even got even pettier, and <laughs> I was I came home and it was super cold, and I was like, yo, like I'm I I pay for this apartment just like you did, I got rights just like you do, so I set my stuff down calmly, and went over to the little uh thermometer thingy, and I turned it up to like to eighty something, and I walk away right, and then I at like maybe like I don't know thirty minutes later. One of our roommates was like, Erica, did you turn the uh the thing up? And I was like, Yes, I did, because I don't like being cold and I got righteous like you do. And so then that sparked the whole compromising thing. And now we kept it and then we kept it at 72. But yeah, that was like really the only thing. That was like maybe the first month. But after that, it was pretty much fine. Cleaning was fine, everything was fine. My second year, which was last year, my roommates were fine, they were a little loud. But you know other than that it was fine. So yeah. And then they should live with my best friend. So that's interesting. But we just started. So I'm like I'm a, I'm going a to keep you updated cuz everybody has told me do not live with your best friend, but I didn't listen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: It worked out for um the two girls I lived with for my junior and senior years. Really? Yeah. Um you know, we had some. We all had some fights, uh, mostly over like keeping the place clean. Sure. One person was way cleaner than the other. Uh, me and our other roommate was, but they're still friends. Like um, good. They're they're gonna be each other's uh, maid right. of honors.
0: Oh, see, and I feel like it really depends on the friends. You know what I mean? I feel I feel like it feel like it depends on the people. So, but yeah. So going on this list, so the first guideline is to communicate, which I feel like is you know common sense. So. Uh, she says, "When matching with roommates on on or off campus, it is important to reach out and contact them before the school year starts. Make sure to set some ground rules and communicate what each person is bringing beforehand." Yes, I agree with this a thousand percent. Okay, you don't agree? I
2: don't. I don't. I don't think you need it. Yes, I, you do. No, because I I th- I would personally way rather talk about those things in person, like the big things, like a, like
0: what like what's a big thing
2: like. Uh, if you're sharing a room, mm-hmm. like, when do each of you need the room to yourselves completely? Like, when are you, even temperature, like, being able to, to be there and work out that compromise together. Because a lot of this is going to be compromise. Yeah. It's way harder to do that over Facebook Messenger.
0: I mean, yeah, but you can do I feel like. I just want to know what I get like to get into. I just know what I'm getting into. So if you like it at 65, I don't. I want to know that beforehand. You well, know yeah, what but I'm saying? at that point
2: you're stuck anyways.
0: Well, yeah, but
2: like
0: I, you know, I just want to know. I like to know what I'm walking into. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have an argument. Your parents still might be there, and then your parents are going up with my. You know what I mean? And it's a whole mess
2: yeah i get that like i want to talk to them i I don't want to move in with a total stranger yeah but i don't necessarily need us to hash out all those details no you don't have
0: to hash out all the details but like a few things like for example like she said you know see what everybody's bringing i'm gonna be mad if i if i buy a 50 dollar microwave and you have a microwave already you know what i'm saying so like my first year like i talked to one of my roommates and she ended up bringing, like, a lot of stuff, so she told me, like, oh, I have this and this and this and this, and we'll still need this. Like, so I already knew, like, what what we need and this, stuff like that. So, I don't know. Jennifer, do you, do you, do you, what are you saying? Do you want to communicate with your baby before, or do you just want to be surprised?
1: Well, definitely introduce yourself. It's weird if you wait until you guys are both showing up, move-in day, and you haven't even spoken after having each other's numbers for like months and never text each other
0: they give you your your number email address even so definitely introduce
1: yourself and like you said say what you're bringing Mm -hmm. there's no reason to have like two microwaves who like vacuums there's no no need I would say wait to do the ground rules in person but definitely communicate like what you're bringing yeah and introduce yourself. <laughs> yes.
0: And I, well, if you live uh, on campus, which all of us know, there's this thing called Room Pack, which they, it's not required, but I actually think it's, like, very, very helpful. So it's, like, this website, and it asks you all these questions about, you know, who's going, you know, how do you like to study? Do you, like, get quiet? Like, do you mind noise? What time do you usually go to bed? How do we want to handle guests? Like, it asks you, like, a whole bunch of questions, so then it prompts the conversation of, you know, how you want to basically run into your household, so... The second one is don't sweep it under the rug. So she says, letting things build up and become bigger, letting things build up and become bigger than what they should be, is one of the big issues when it comes to roommates. Stealing bites of food, not pushing laundry over, or not putting in money for toilet paper can be can start as small, fixable issues. However, by the time that they are addressed, it becomes too late. So, do you guys have issues with that? Ooh, Ryan's making a face. He does. I
2: don't anymore. Uh, but you know, in the I, past. I have in the past, yeah. What happened? My roommate, um, so I lived with two girls. And, um, Which I'm of,
0: sure was hard in, in and of itself. No, yeah, it was great. Really? I, yeah,
2: I met them freshman year in the dorms, and then uh, we didn't end up staying together at Evergreen, but we both lived at Evergreen. And okay. after that, we moved out and got some places together until they graduated. Okay. Um, but one of them just... Never did the dishes. Never. I
0: can't stand that.
2: Never, ever, ever. And would cook.
0: Oh, so she definitely cooked, and she definitely used the dishes. Not all the time, but
2: yeah, enough. Um, And it was just like the dishes would be in the sink. And, you know, I did them for a while. Mostly our other roommate did them. But I would do them when I needed them. And at some point, I just got angry enough that I just... Was just gonna let it be there. I was gonna let it be there until it was infested with whatever. So you just had
0: to go the petty route, basically. No,
2: it was frustration. It wasn't pettiness. It was just like I, I'm not doing these again because it was months and months of this. It was we were not communicating well enough.
0: Got it. Got it. So what happened? So did she eventually do them after you let them sit and fester?
2: I think our other roommate might have caved. I'll, oh, have, I'll, I'll have to think about it.
0: See, if that's happened, you you and the other roommate have to talk and stand in solidarity and be like, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna take this anymore."
2: Or it was either that, or, um, I think her boyfriend might have started doing them because they were cook- oh. they were cooking together. To be fair.
0: All right. I guess I guess that works. Whatever. But yeah, no. I definitely I've definitely experienced stuff like that. You know. Uh, we had like this Swifter Sweeper thing. You know, you gotta buy like the pads, like the wet and dry ones, and those are not cheap. By the way, they are very not very expensive, but they are expensive enough. Okay, and only a couple of us, a couple of us were buying them, and we were like, "Look, shorty, you gotta buy, you gotta get some. You can't. We're not just gonna do this." And also my first year we had like a little chore chart which is very helpful but how the chore chart came about was at first we just like had understanding like we would all take one area of the house and we would switch each week but then one of our roommates just wasn't doing her part and we were just not having it so we were like look we're going to create this chart chart we're going to put each date and then by the end of each week you know one of us will have whatever and then we'll sign it and so that ended up working out for us because we had some accountability and stuff like that because I don't like it doesn't have to be like spotless but like I don't have to be in a dirty apartment I can't stand a dirty kitchen you know I, I the bathroom needs to be clean what you do with your room is your business I don't care but like like Ryan said, the common area and stuff like that. So, Jennifer, have you had an experience with with you know petty roommates not doing their share and letting things go underneath the rug?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, last year I had a few roommates, and it was uh, all good for a while. Everybody was kind of doing their share, um, but then. Just communication wasn't the greatest. So I think it was mainly the kitchen that people were starting to have issues with. I didn't really use the kitchen because I had a meal plan, so I didn't cook. Mm. (laughs) Barely any. Um, But a few of the other roommates were just having issues with people not cleaning up after themselves or not doing their dishes or leaving things in the fridge just way too long that were going bad. Oh, my God.
0: So there were just, like,
1: a, a lot of little things, and instead of, like, communicating with each other, Everybody just kind of, like, let it go, and it just kept building up, and it became such a big issue. And finally, there's like, this big confrontation between a couple of my roommates, and then it never really got resolved, so it was just very awkward the rest of the year. <laughs>
2: what?
0: <laughs> nah, see, that's what goes back to communicating. You just got to communicate, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't even have to be a confrontation like a fight or anything. It's just like, look, you know what I'm saying? these greens that you don't bought like they have stuff crawling on them okay there's mold take it out you know what i'm saying like clearly i know you see this i know you smell this i know i'm not just making this up you know what i mean so the third one which i was kind of going to talk about this anyway is respect their property so it says when living with someone i've always tried to respect the golden rule whether it's someone's favorite pair of earrings or shoes just make sure to leave it alone Borrowing is definitely a thing, but just make sure to ask them if it's okay. It may seem harmless, but it might bother them uh, more than they let on. Ask before borrowing food, clothes, or anything else that might be an issue later. So for me, I literally, I am like Jennifer, I can get along with anybody, but the one thing that would just make, you, make me want to like sock you in the face is if you take something of mine without asking. Like I will literally, like I just go black. Like I will lose it. You know what I mean? So. I definitely agree with that you know just ask like if you want to borrow some eggs just ask you know what I mean if you want to borrow some clothes like I really don't care like just ask and then actually that could work out because like what if we can just borrow each other's clothes you know now I got like my closet just got bigger so we could help each other out but like just ask so have you guys ever had an oh, issue where somebody was borrowing your stuff or maybe you were the one borrowing somebody's stuff and you didn't ask and then it got became a whole thing.
2: Hmm. I was trying to think. Uh, I don't think I've actually ran into to this, but uh, this year or this summer, I was living um, with my partner and her roommates, and it was weird for me because it was the first time that things were like really communal. Hmm. Like, every we all just ate most mostly all the same stuff. You know, if someone bought their own like frozen prepackaged stuff, we left that alone. Mm-hmm. But you know, staples were free for all. Hmm. It's really nice, but you have to be able to, like, communicate and be, like, on the same page with a lot of things for that.
1: Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I know last year all my roommates, we just kind of did our own thing as far as food for the most part. So I feel like it's just a communication thing because obviously you don't want to just take something and then they come home and they were planning on making that for dinner. And then they're mad because they can't have have what they were planning on having because you used it. So I know there was an issue once with that, I think, because somebody finished the rest of like a bottle of milk that was in the fridge and then somebody came home was like, I was going to make something and I need milk for it. So I think it's just a communication thing. Yeah.
0: Like if you know, like if you know that you're going to take the rest of something, like either replace it or just let them know, you know, like, hey, I know you're out. I'm, you know, we are out of milk. So just pick some up. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard. Um, so the fifth one, is, fifth one is pick up the mess, which Ryan touched on mess, messiness. So she says, I feel like this is probably the most talked about issue when it comes to living with others. If someone forgets to flush the toilet, which side note, how do you forget to flush the toilet, fam? Nah, I will have to sock you in the face for that, too. So, not, to, not to be vulgar, but if it's like a number two is, ooh, sir, come get.
2: <sighs> Look. Sometimes you go pee before you get in the shower cuz you don't want to pee in the shower for once in your life. And then
0: you, <laughs> you, you pee in this sh- I don't pee in the shower, but go well, go ahead, Ryan. Go Look, ahead.
2: Anyone who says they doesn't don't pee in the shower is a liar or a coward. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. But uh you're just you forget to flush cuz you're like I don't want to mess up this water pressure. And then you forget when you get out.
0: Why don't you just go pee, flush the toilet, and then go take a shower? What's so hard about that?
2: Because I was trying to jump right in. I was in a hurry.
0: Oh my! So you <laughs> forgot to flush the toilet, basically.
2: I did forget. I have. Forgotten Yo! Flush
0: the oh my God! No! Also, why won't? This is kind of off topic, but living with girls. Were you already like? for lack of a better term, trained to put the s- toilet seat back down?
2: Yes, I'm not an animal. I know how to put a toilet
0: seat Okay, back. well, so, some people don't. I just, you know, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. So, anyway, sorry, I kind of got off topic, but
1: how do y'all forget to f- flush the toilet? Oh my god! Uh, a thing for me is, replace the toilet paper. paper. Yes. Yes. yes! If yes. you're the last one that use it, replace it. You it takes two animal. seconds. As Ryan said, you
0: are an animal, and then you're setting somebody else up. Like, what if they really just run in got, and... and <gasps> and it then takes two seconds. <laughs> yes, like replace it. Fa- yes, good point. So it says if someone forgets to flush the toilet, clean up their trash, or replace the toilet paper roll, or it's just a cluttered mess, it makes others around them upset. Um, so she says, just be respectful and pick up any mess or clutter laying around. And referring back to rule number one, if the roommate is the one with the issue, just communicate. So yeah, be clean. Don't be animals. And I feel like especially with cleaning and how people upkeep their things, you really start to figure out that everybody is not raised the same way, child. <laughs> everybody is not raised... Like, for some people... Um, Part of their nightly routine is to, you know, tidy up the kitchen, you know, wipe things down. Like, that's just part of their routine. Some people, it's not. Some people are just like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. They actually do get up and do it in the morning. But, like, you know, some people do that. Some people just prefer to do it at night. You know, some people, it might be okay for you to, you know, just leave stuff around and, you know, some people, it's not. So, living with other people will really show you that everybody was not raised the same way, um... Even, like, culturally, I would feel like even, like, I don't know. For me, I will say, like, even culturally, like, as far as, like, uh, like certain, I know st- certain, like, stereotypical, like, black households will, will, will do things differently. And, like, my white friends, like, they'll be like, oh, but we do it like this. I'll be like, huh, Interesting very very interesting you know what i mean so i think i think living with somebody you really start to realize like people do things different way it doesn't even mean that it's necessarily wrong or right it's just like it's just different so and the last one um she says compromise and be open which we have talked about throughout this whole thing um you know uh she says we all walk into situations with our own ideas and set ways and we want to be the thing. We want the theme to be this color. It, it would be awesome if the lights were here and the chair was over there. But our roommates have their own ideas too. Be respectful and ask them their opinion too. And ask their ask their opinion and actually want to know their opinion. Don't ask your opinion like because you feel like it's like obligated. Like don't ask their opinion like in a rhetorical kind of fashion. Like actually ask their opinion. ask them, you know, like, hey, I wanna decorate this my, the apartment this way. Like what if they have like this huge obnoxious poster of, I don't know, Harry Styles or something, I don't know. And you're like, that is ugly, I don't wanna do it. But you know, you might have to let them put it up there cause like I've said, they paid the same amount of money to be here that, that you did. So
2: you're just gonna have to do it.
0: So have you guys ever had to compromise on something? Like it's not even really far, decorating, but that's just one example, but like with anything.
2: Oh, I mean all the time. And I it's something that uh I've definitely gotten better with. You know, I'm gonna be twenty five in a month and a half or so and I'm way better at figuring out a common solution than I was at eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. Like I think and it's part of just growing up that you learn to to work with other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's just a given when you're living with other people. You have you can't have everything that you want. Yeah, you that's have right. to give and take. Yeah. Yeah, that is true.
0: Well, all right, y'all, coming to the last part of our show. So we are going to bring up our Alessa so obsession. So that is anything that we are obsessed with. It can be literally anything in the world, pop culture, anything. So since I forgot to tell you about this prior to recording, I'm going to go first. Um, So shout out to my friend who gave me his HBO password because now I am introduced to the world of HBO. So that's my ses- obsession this week. You no, know, I've been watching. I just watched Euphoria with Zendaya. It is such a good show. I've watched Insecure. There's a whole lot of movies and TV shows that I've never been able to watch because I never had HBO. And now I do. So my obsession is HBO and like all the wonderful, wonderful, amazing content that is on it. So that's my obsession. If anyone, either of you want to go next?
2: Yeah, I can go. I've been uh, trying, trying is the key word here, to watch uh, an Amazon original show called Fleabag. Okay. It's uh, super uncomfortable. Uh, oh, it's it's really enjoyable and it's well written. But I'm I'm very uh, I have a low tolerance for like cringy humor, Mm-hmm. and some of the characters are just like the main character is a bad person, actively bad person. Okay, and it's it's sort of what makes it fascinating because you're trying to see her like grow up and hopefully be better. I don't know. I'm like three episodes in at this mm-hmm. point. But I can only watch like a half an episode at a time because uh, like she – one of the spoilers for the first three episodes, Mm. she steals a statue from her family members Mm. at some point because it's like a small statue because she needs to pay for some stuff. And she tries to get her sister's husband to sell it because he sells art and stuff. And I just got to the point at her sister's birthday party where the guy gives her that that statue as a gift – while the other family is there, after they've asked if she stole it, oh. and I, I just, I couldn't do it.
0: Uh, oh gosh!
2: It's slow going. It's really good, and if you know if you like The Office and stuff like that, maybe you'll have a better tolerance for it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward you to try to get a couple episodes done a week, and that's about all I can do.
1: Oh wow, well. okay. Well, I am currently watching Jag, which is the show that NCIS kind of spun off of um so it kind of started that whole franchise Mm -hmm. um so it's an older show it's like from it started in like 1995 I think and ran through 2005 so it's an older show but it's pretty good um I'm also just now reading the Harry Potter books have never read them really I'm really late to the party uh I had to read one for a an online class over the summer so i'm just now reading the rest of the series i'm trying to get through them but i also have about 200 pages of just different things to read for my classes next week so i don't know how much i'll be getting done of reading harry potter
2: wait a second aren't you an english major
1: yes (laughs) and you've never read harry potter never in my whole life so i'm just now reading them I had to read oh the first God. one. I've never
0: read it either. I wasn't allowed to, though. Like, growing up in a Christian family, you know, wizards and magic and sorcery, I was n- I was never allowed to read Harry Potter, so I've never read Harry Potter
2: either, or seen the movies or anything. You should at least watch the books. Are, I like the books a lot, uh, but they're a lot to get through. There's They're you
1: know, long. Like, I have seen long. the movies, so okay. very long. <laughs> okay. I just have not read the books, so I'm just now getting around to those. How many of them are there? Seven. I was going to say
2: six. Seven. Eight movies.
1: Huh. Oh, yeah, because they did a two-part on one, didn't they? Oh,
0: wow. Okay. All right, y'all. is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our website, alestolive.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Alesto. And also don't forget to pick up the papers on Thursdays if you're on the SIUE campus. I'm your host, Erica Green, signing off. Don't forget to check us out next week right here on Alesto After Hours.